Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sports Time Machine here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Anna Kagarakis, and each week we head down memory lane and I take you back in time as we remember some of the greatest moments in sports history. Leave your flux capacitor at home. All you need to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or any of your other favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Now this week, Marty Schottenheimer celebrated his birthday on September 23rd, and on today's show... I wanted to honor his 21-year career as an NFL head coach and focus on who he is as a leader. Joining me later will be 16-year NFL vet Lorenzo Neal, who played for Coach Schottenheimer on the Chargers. Nello and I worked together for years on 95.7 The Game's morning show in San Francisco, and I remember him telling so many great stories about Marty. And I thought he'd be the absolutely perfect person to reminisce and tell stories about his head coach. And we'll also hear about Lowe's new show here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, Marty Schottenheimer played linebacker for six years in the NFL. He switched to the coaching side, becoming a linebacker's coach for the New York Giants and then later becoming the defensive coordinator for the Browns. He then was promoted to head coach in 1984 for the Browns. Marty is best known for his 21 years as a head coach in Kansas City, Cleveland, Washington, and in San Diego for the Chargers. Over his career, he accumulated 205 all-time wins. His 200 regular season victories lands him seventh on the NFL's all-time win list. However, Schottenheimer has the most wins of any NFL coach to never coach a team in a Super Bowl. He won five of his 18 postseason games. He was, though, named Coach of the Year with the Chargers back in 2004 and is admired by many for his love of the game, his love for his players, and his powerful and motivational speeches. Now let's hear some of those inspiring words. For a compilation of some of his best, here's sound from the past. When you step across the white stripe, the only thing that matters is that six inches between your backbone and your breastbone. Reach out and grab that run. Pull yourself. Push your body. The next run is today. Let's go. You can. You will. There's a gleam. This is a game of the heart. A game of being a man. Let's go. Do not underestimate the power of the human will. Light the ignition. Let's get this rocket ship going up now. Those two little letters, W-E-W, those two little letters, U-S, us, they're powerful. They're powerful. Great job. That's it. Climb a mountain, you take one step at a time. Don't go looking at the top. You end up slipping on your ass. One step at a time, man. The only step that's important is the next one. One play at a time. Finish everything we got. I like the character of this football team. Because I'll tell you what, guys. When you get your back in a corner and people start looking left and right, all you got to do in this locker room is look at one another. One play at a time for as long as it takes. Let's build our house. Let's go. Focus and finish. Boat's loaded, man. Let's roll. Every time you walk out that door to play the game, doesn't matter the arena, you expect to win. Let's go, everybody up! We know the strength. The strength of this team is this team. We're going to 8-1. 
Mile marker nine, we started at the beginning with one phrase, focus, finish, let's go. You guys stood tall. You reached down in the inner part of your gut and you did what had to be done. And I want to tell you something, guys. When you do that, there ain't nobody can ever take that away from you because you did it. And I'm proud of you. Congratulations. We got our people. Let's light the fuse and kick some ass. If that didn't motivate you, I don't know what will. Now, he has maintained that positive and team-like attitude even in his own battles. Unfortunately, in 2016, Marty Schottenheimer announced that he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease back in 2011. His wife, Pat, said that their family kept the diagnosis quiet for a while until the symptoms became noticeable. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia that causes problems with memory, thinking, and behavior and progressively worsens over time. In an interview with WCNC in Charlotte, Marty's wife, Pat, said that he had a wonderful, successful career, but he never won a Super Bowl. And sometimes that bothers him. But the children and I think he's beginning to accept that he has what's more important. He has the respect and love of so many young men that he worked with. Marty impacted the lives of so many players and coaches. So now let's go back with one of those people he's impacted, Lorenzo Neal. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. All right, I'm really, really excited about this next guest because he's someone who's close to my heart. I sat next to him about five years at 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. He's a 16-year NFL vet. You can hear him on the morning show at 95.7 The Game. And I'm excited to finally officially welcome to the Believe Podcast Network family. You can hear his new show, Believe in Chargers Podcast, the one, the only, Lorenzo Neal. Lo, how you doing? Anna, I'm great. I miss you. It hasn't been the same without you. It's- absolutely a, a treat to talk to you and be able to talk a little bit about life and sports and all those different things that make this big world go around so uh great talking to you Anna I miss talking to you too and I always love if, if you, anybody hasn't heard low yet his stories his NFL stories from all the years that he played are can't miss and he had some incredible stories to tell and one of them actually has to do with Marty Schottenheimer your former coach who you uh, spent a lot of time with with the Chargers organization and today September 23rd when we're recording this is your former coach's birthday but what was your relationship like with Marty Schottenheimer well, Marty Steinheimer was an amazing coach, an amazing man, uh, just an amazing person. He's a way better person than he was coach. And and, and it's just a, it was a treat uh, to have someone that played in the National Football League, his brother, and uh, I know his brother, I know his son, you know, Brian Schottenheimer, who's doing a phenomenal job, phenomenal job, by the way, with the Seattle Seahawks, the offensive coordinator, been there with them for several years. And Brian's really got that offense coming this year. But Brian, you know, chip off the old block, just like his dad, Marty. Marty was a guy that was about family first. He was a guy that was going to always make sure that his guys were taking care of things they needed to take care of at home. And not just that, just to be good people. Marty Schottenheimer is, 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 is a man's man, but at the same sense, he knew the importance of guys having great relationship with their significant other, whether it's their wife, significant other. He preached family. And that's one of those a lot of coaches don't do as much as Marty. Marty was one of those guys that you just love, still love him today. Him and Pat, they're wonderful people. 
you know, Marty's, you know, a, is a great skill. I saw him at the Hall of Fame when, when LT was inducted to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, his wife, wonderful wife, Pat, and his son, Brian Schottenheimer. So been knowing that family for many, many years, even before I, I got to San Diego where he was my coach. I played against him when he was at Kansas City. Always had fond memories of him. We'd always, I'd always say hello to him. Big man, big 6'4", six, 6'5", six, wow. you know, tough. And he just had such a, a tough, big guy, but soft, soft, but soft as a teddy bear when you get to know him and get inside of his head. And just as a person, though, phenomenal man, phenomenal husband, phenomenal leader, phenomenal coach. So you played for the Chargers from 2003 to 2007. Marty was already the head coach at the time he started 2002. What were your initial thoughts on him before you met him? And did they change at all when you actually got to work with him on the field? You know what? It, it, it didn't. Because when you work with him on the field, he's going to be demanding. Marty Shannon is going to demand excellence. But at the same sense, he's going to hold you accountable. But he's going to treat you like a man. He's going to treat you the way that you want to be treated, especially you know, you have so many coaches, and, and yeah, he would yell at you, and but he, you know, but after he yell at you, later on he'll see you walking down the hallway and say, hey, look, hey, you know, I just got to do my job, the old ball coach, I'm just the old ball coach, but continue, I, I love you, and that's what made him so unique, that's what made him so special, because he would yell at you, beat you up, but at the same sense, you knew that he loved you, and he wanted you to get better. Now, in Marty's first season with San Diego, the team went 4-12. and But then the following year, the year that you came in, the team went 12-4, and won the AFC West. He was named Coach of the Year. Did the team just buy into his plan? Or, you know, what was the key to the success? Was it possibly you, Lorenzo Neal? No, I think the big thing is, you know, he had a pretty good quarterback in Drew Brees and, and Phillip Rivers. And, and, and Phillip made Drew Brees better. You know, he was a situation where, he knew that this young cat was chasing, looking, staring down his back, staring down his, his you know, staring down his throat. So he said, I got to hold this young fellow off. So it really pushed Drew Brees. And then we had Lightner in the bottle. With and what can we say about him? The guy was absolutely amazing, a phenomenal person. And we knew the year before when we only won four games. We were in a lot of those games. We competed at a high level, had an opportunity to win a lot of those games and just came up a little bit short. So we knew that in time, we were going to be a team to reckon with. We we're going to be a team that was going to be able to compete. And it didn't take long for us to get to get that going because we had the right guys and we had the right belief system. And that's what think made us so so unique and such and such a such a powerhouse in a short amount of time. Now, in all your years in the NFL, you've worked with many different coaches. What made him different from the other coaches that you worked with? I think that one of the biggest things that made him different than a lot of coaches was his his commitment to treat you. Like a, to treat you like a, the person that you wanted to be treated like, treat you like with respect. But it also at the same sense, he had a way of being like a father. You knew that Marty was going to treat you well, but at the same sense, Marty Schottenheimer was going to be demanding. And, and a lot of coaches were demanding. A lot of coaches were great and they were going to treat you well, but it was something about Marty. You know, six foot five, big guy, 260 pounds or 70, maybe more. And that, that hat that he had, the way that he wore his hat, and his or and just who he was. And the thing about it is, there's been a lot of coaches, and a lot of coaches don't show emotion. Marty was one of those coaches, and that showed emotion. Mm-hmm. He was one of those coaches that would, you know, that would be crying, that would cry, you know, you know, at the team meeting, would just cry with passion, cry with love, cry with admiration, the, the, the fight, cry with, you know, in anger. We we're going to play a certain team. You just see the anger, you know, like a little kid when he's mad, and he just, you know, your little kid. And that, Marty had that. And that's what drove guys. 
you knew you didn't want to let him down. You knew that he wouldn't let you lose, so you didn't want to let him lose. So all those different emotions that he had that a lot of coaches won't share, and I think that's what made Marty Schottenheimer so unique. What's your favorite memory of Marty? One of the favorite memories of Marty was uh, me and Marty, me and LT. LT's there, and Marty, we had a bad game. So LT played okay, didn't play great, but he had still 120 yards. So that's pretty good. A lot of running backs wish they had 120 yards and say that was just okay for him because this guy, he was an unbelievable player. And Marty said, hey, LT, come here. I'm right there and go, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off. You just let me know. I'm going to let go off on you. So don't, don't, don't say anything and don't be mad. I'm going to go off on you, but just I'm doing it for a reason to get these guys going. So LT comes over to me and said, look, watch this, watch this. And so he just tells me, he said, just be chill. Watch this, watch what most of Marty do. And we start the meeting and Marty's people in their meeting, they're in their chairs early. They're already sitting there. They're ready because they know when you play bad, they knew Marty was going to go off. So we sit there and he starts tying in, going. Then he starts raising his voice, talking about, you guys think you want to be champions? That's not how he's rewinding tape, calling guys out. And I said, LT, stand up. You're supposed to be the leader. Oh, and every, LT, everyone looked. Oh, my God. LT, you and turn red and cry. Oh, my God. And LT, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and everyone left and went out of the meeting like, oh, my God, Marty went out. And LT, LT just put his head down the locker. Me and him walked in the bathroom and just started laughing. It was like <laughs> such poetic. It, no one ever knew. It was all just the, you know, that kid coaches do that sometimes. But that was awesome to see Marty do that with LT. And, and, and no one knew what was going on. And just, I thought that was one of the most funniest, the most memorable. But he, he was an entertainer and he knew what to do and he knew the right buttons to push, but he knew the right guys that he could talk to and knew the right guys that he could get on and demand stuff from them because he was trying to win championship and he wanted us all to push for greatness. Well, it seems like he was somebody who could read the room really well, read his players really well, and knew what would work and what didn't. And you just look around the NFL and just look at the coaching trees. If you look at his, there are a lot of great names that he has worked directly with, like Tony Dungy, Herm Edwards, Bill Cowher, Bruce Arians, just to name a few of them. Do you still see his influence around the league? Oh, without a doubt. I, I was able to be coached by Tony Dungy, and you could just, I could still see some of the similarities that Marty had with, 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 with Marty and him. Uh, you know, I was coached, you know, Bruce Arians is a personal friend. I can call Bruce now. I could probably, if I wanted, I could go coach for Bruce Arians. He's just an amazing person, and he's tolerant. Bruce Arians has helped more minority coaches get jobs and putting them in coordinators and doing certain things to give people opportunities. Bruce Arians is an amazing, amazing guy, and I can see why. Um, he's a part of Marty's tree, and Marty uh, had such a great relationship with Bruce Aaron. So I was fortunate enough to be uh, be around a lot of those guys who Marty Schottenheimer had a huge sphere of influence on them all. Now, one of the things I'm going to do that's kind of fun right now, since it is his birthday, and that's why we're having this podcast about him, I'm going to kind of look at his astrology. He is a Libra. So tell me if these are the traits that represent Marty. So somebody who's a Libra likes to walk the middle ground, speak up for injustice. They're a calming influence on volatile people, can be harsh when people push back, they're methodical, and they're a perfectionist. Does that sound like Marty at all? Yeah, it sounds a lot like Marty. really does. Very much of a guy that had a heart for people, that stand up for those who couldn't stand up for themselves, but a guy who had a demeanor that you just you knew when he meant business as business, but yet and still meek and humble and still would take the shirt off his back and be able to give it to you if you needed it. I mean, here's a guy that 
would take me and LT and Drew would go play golf together. Just a guy who wanted to show that, hey, look, I'm a coach, but I'm your friend. I'm a coach, but I'm like a father figure. I'm a coach, but yet and still, I want to know how you're doing. I'm a coach, but I want to know how your personal life doing. I'm a coach, but I still want you to know that I love you as people. Marty is known as having his regular season success, but he did struggle in the postseason. Is there? Do you attribute that to something? What is it that makes a coach successful in the postseason? Well, I think you got to be lucky. I mean, Marty's not the one when we were playing that, you know, intercepts the ball and instead of falling down, the game's over. You know, a guy tries to run a touchdown back. Marty's not the guy that, you know, called the plays or do some of the things at times, you know. Marty, at times, you know, Marty made some great calls and guys got to execute it. And so, yeah, Marty had some struggles in the playoffs, but there's a lot of coaches never won a Super Bowl, a lot of coaches that never even got into the playoffs. So, you know, they're always going to have, there's always going to be people that doubt and say certain things about different coaches. But Marty, one of the greatest coaches, but most of all, a great human being. Now, unfortunately, Marty is facing his toughest opponent yet. In 2011, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and announced it publicly in 2016. Has he talked about it all with you or any other former players? How's he doing? Yeah, you know, I saw him and stuff, and you could tell, you know, what, what's going on. You could tell at, at times there, there, there's, a, there's a lapse, but he's got a, Marty's in great, great spirits because he's got a wonderful wife. Pat is an amazing, his wife, Pat, she's awesome. His son, Brian Scheinheimer, and his family, he's got some amazing kids, and he's an amazing family man. So he's fine because he's taken care of by a lot of people that love him. And that's the key to it, definitely. And a lot of great memories, I'm sure, with the Chargers organization for you, with Marty and all your other teammates there. So before we go, tell us about your show, the Believe in Chargers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The Believe in Chargers podcast is a lot of fun. Being able to have that relationship with guys and, and talk about a team that's doing pretty good, a team that's competing, a team that I believe that's going to make it to the playoffs. So a team that I've played for for many years and have a lot of fond affection for. I believe in the Chargers. I believe in the Chargers. I believe in the I believe Chargers podcast. I love it. I love that having the opportunity to showcase my ability. I believe this team is going to be a playoff because they have defense. They remind me a lot of the San Francisco 49ers, but now probably because, you know, Mickey Bosa's hurt, but there's a brother, also another brother, Joey Bosa, and down there in L.A. with the L.A. Chargers that really brings a lot of heat, and then they have Ingram the third, so they have, you know, some guys on that defense can actually get after it, so I like what they're doing. I like the way they're going. So I'm believing the Chargers, so check out the podcast, Believe in Chargers. Lo, I have a soft spot for the Chargers because of you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I miss you, and I really hope to see you soon. Oh, you're the best, and I love you. Take care. Tell Paul I said what's up. Paul's my husband, by the way. A big thank you to Lo for coming on the show and sharing his memories of Marty Schottenheimer. You know, it absolutely breaks my heart to hear what Marty is going through. And he seemed like such an incredible coach to play for and an incredible man. And unfortunately, there's no cure for the disease. You can support or donate to the Alzheimer's research by visiting the Alzheimer's Association website at alz.org. Now, as we celebrate Marty Schottenheimer's birthday, let's also find out what else happened on September 23rd in history. In 1962, ABC broadcast its first color TV series. And what better way to bring in the future of television than with a futuristic television show? Hanna-Barbera's The Jetsons aired 75 episodes over three seasons. A futuristic version of the Flintstones filled with robotic contraptions, holograms, aliens, and interesting inventions. 
While we aren't all driving around in flying cars just yet, just like in Back to the Future, there are some devices seen on that show that didn't exist back when the show aired in the 60s. But we are using them now in our present day life. Fans were in awe when they watched Jane Jetson do her exercises in front of a flat screen television. And George was reading the newspaper on a computer-like screen. George's boss, Mr. Spacely, told George to fix something called a computer virus. And all calls were done via video chats. Looks like the Jetsons were foreshadowing a little FaceTime and Zoom calls. It is pretty fun watching the show now as an adult. And we'll see what other inventions will come in the future. I'm still holding out for Rosie the Robot. Well, that will do it for today. A big thank you again for listening to Sports Time Machine and a huge thank you to Lorenzo Neal for joining the show. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and rate Sports Time Machine on iTunes. We're also available on all your other favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find the show at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Anna Kagarakis, that's K-A-G-A-R-A-K-I-S, and on Instagram at Anna Katz. You can also use the hashtag Sports Time Machine to get involved with the show. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Thanks for heading down memory lane with me. I'm Anna Kagarakis, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.